Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we do invite you to call in to today's program of Calvary Live. I pray that you're doing well today. I'm glad you have joined us and you're tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm your host for the next hour, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm with you Uh, On Mondays and Tuesdays, usually during the week, I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call and grab one of those open lines early in the show, and let's talk about the Lord, the things of the Lord, what's on your heart, questions you might have that uh, Bible reading has brought up, or you heard a study, or maybe you had a conversation with friends or in a study group. Uh, Give me a call at 303-690-3000. That is the call-in number. We have all open lines, and let's talk about the Lord. Let's go to the Word of the Lord, and also we can go to the Lord as you call in with prayer requests as well. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Uh, Let's get the phone lines ringing. Pray you're doing well as we've started a new year, and uh, we have so much that we're praying about, aren't we? And we are looking forward to. And uh, last year was a very challenging year. I don't need to mention that. It was a very trying year in many ways, in different degrees. Uh, But the Lord desires for us to to look forward uh, to what he has for us. And I know there's a lot to pray about. Kids are, are trying to get back into school and uh, as parents, you want them to be back in school. Universities are going to be starting back up. I have uh, my youngest, who's a student at UNC. They're going to be starting classes next week. Um, all these things that we're maneuvering through. And uh, so if you need prayer or you want to pray about uh, something or situation, pray for our nation, whatever it might be, give me a call. And let's go to the throne of grace in time of need. And so 303-690-3000, there's a dedicated text line as well for texting only, and that number is 720-336-0897. And I do want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners along the front range of Colorado from Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and love to converse with you and hear how you're doing. Maybe you want to share what the Lord showed you in 2020 and uh, what He uh, is putting on your heart as we move into a new year. i got so many uh, brothers and sisters that I know down there in Colorado Springs area. So you're listening on 101.7 uh, Grace FM, and then Northern Colorado, Powerful Signal on 89.7 uh, from Castle Rock and Parker up into the metro area in Aurora, of course, where Calvary um, Church uh, has um, is the church that hosts Grace FM and uh, where Grace FM originates from, and so grateful for them. <clears throat> but also as up through Boulder and Longmont and Fort Collins and Greeley up into southern Wyoming, Laramie and Cheyenne into the Panhandle of 
uh, Nebraska even. So love to hear from you and uh, love to talk with you. Uh, those of you listening live today, it is January 5th, just to give you a date uh, as we start a new year. And uh, looking forward to uh, just being able to be here to encourage you uh, to go to the scriptures together and to pray with you. So give me a call. want to welcome also those who are listening perhaps on the East Coast on Hope FM or Truth FM, or maybe you're listening on another uh, Christian radio station that has picked up Grace FM. As you listen to the radio station, you are week delayed. It's a week delayed broadcast, but you can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and we can have our conversation, and then you will be able to pick it up next week on the air. But I also know that we have a growing audience online from the four corners of the nation uh, that are tuned in as well. And so uh, you can call anywhere in the United States at 303-690-3000. And let's get the phone lines going. we got one that is waiting. We're going to go uh, to the phone lines in just a minute. But uh, I just want to encourage you with this as we start uh, the program, as we start a new year. Uh, I was uh, just really looking at this as we started the show that David writes in Psalm 16 and on our radio program, Under the Fig Tree, that comes on Grace FM at 3.30 right before this show, I want to remind you, we do have a new time as well at 8.30 in the morning as uh, as we're uh, also got that time slot. But we're going through the Psalms, and I love the Psalms. The Psalms bring such comfort, and, and I would encourage you that as you go through the trying times and the difficult times and you're feeling down, um, just go through the Psalms, and they will bring comfort to you. But David writes in Psalm 16, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. And the Lord is the one, is the wonderful counselor in his word. And we want to be ones that uh, go to his word uh, to get truth, to be enlightened, to be encouraged, to um, be strengthened, uh, to find comfort and wisdom in the Lord. So give me a call. The numbers again, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And then the text line is, is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Brian from Cheyenne. Hi, Brian. Yeah. How How's are you? Going? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I was merely getting on here for uh, just praying for our nation in such a difficult time right now where there's so much greed, corruption, immorality. Um, I just pray that God that God uh, continues to protect this nation and keep us, um, you know, away from such trying times as far as the rise of potential communism and things of that nature. So just pretty much calling just to pray for our yeah. nation. We need need to pray for our nation. And, and I think for us as Christians, we need to remember that the hope for our nation is in the Lord. I really believe that uh, the Church needs to remind uh, the Christians and remind this nation that a spiritual awakening is what uh, really is our hope. Uh, our nation has gotten further away from the Lord, um, and— we want to be praying for a nation that there is a spiritual awakening, that there's a revival in the land. And we know that the Bible has a lot to say about that, that 
um, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, is what the psalmist writes. And we want to be ones that we pray that the churches continue to stand for truth. Um, and um, we are ones that we pray for our nation. And uh, and I think that's a good prayer, a good way to start out. So, Lord, I thank you for Brian Collin. Um, we will pray for our nation. Um, even as we have an election that's going on in Georgia today, and and we we get uh, we get um, we get concerned when we see the things that are going on. This is a nation that you have blessed. You've used this nation in, in a powerful way for your purposes. But Lord, we also know that we are a nation that is getting further away from you. That we are declining spiritually, morally, and uh, we see it, and it concerns us. So we pray for, first of all, a spiritual awakening, that there be an outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon this land. We need you, Lord, and we need your help. And it reminds me of what David, as he would write uh, in the Psalms, that some trust in horses and some in chariots, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And may that be the theme, really, of our nation, that our leaders would turn to you. Lord, that... um, that there'd be revival in our communities. And Lord, um, there'd be healing in our land as we call out to you, that we would repent from our sins. And Lord, uh, we just pray for that. And um, and to know that you desire to save a nation. You desire to save people that are here. So we want to, Lord, just lift up uh, our communities, our state, Colorado, uh, our nation, our leaders in Washington and in the local governments and state government. We pray for our first responders that uh, you would bless them and uh, you would minister through them. We thank you for them and their service for our military. We thank you for them as they defend our freedoms and the work that they do. But Lord, um, we uh, need you most of all. And so we have so much to be thankful for. Uh, just do that spiritual work of just renewing and uh, and pouring out your spirit on this land in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and God bless you, and thank you for having me on. You bet, Brian. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You take care, okay? 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. We need to be praying for our communities. It's so important for us as Christians to stand in the gap and to and to pray. And one of the things that we're going to start here on Wednesday nights is the book of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel was ministering during a time that a nation was dying, and that is Judah. We just got done on our midweek um, online services uh, going through the book of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was the weeping prophet uh, because he was given a difficult message to a nation that had turned away from the Lord and the ways of the Lord. And they said, we're going to follow the dictates of our hearts. And, and they had evil hearts. And, and we saw the death of a nation, the destruction of a nation uh, because of that. And it, as we see what's going on around us in so many ways and different degrees, it causes us to weep. And so we need to be praying and, and we need to be praying for our communities and for our state and and for this nation, for our leaders, and we're commanded in Scripture to do that. So I think that's a good reminder for us as we head into 2021. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs, 
And the text line is 720-336-0897. But let's go to Tracy in Denver. Tracy? Hi, Pastor Jeff. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, How are you? I know you? you covered quite a bit yesterday uh, about the rapture and um, everything, but I have a question in my heart that I've had quite some time. I've been a lifelong Christian but got into serious study about 30 years ago, and then I've listened to various pastors, including all you Calvary guys. And about 20 years ago, or give about there, it seemed kind of equally broke amongst different uh, pastors that I listened to about uh, the rapture, about pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-tribulation. And right. now almost everyone is is uh, pre-trib. And I wondered if there are scriptures that point more toward that or, or just exactly how come there was such, not diversity, but more people that was leaning mid-trib and post-trib 20 years ago than there is now, if there's any scriptural evidence or any of that, or what your position is on it, Pastor? Well, I think, Tracy, you bring up kind of an interesting point, because um, I remember when I first started teaching, you know, the Bible and teaching prophecy 20 years ago, as you mentioned, there was more of an interest in Bible prophecy, to tell you the truth. So I think you heard more positions on you know, a pre, uh, a mid, a post-tribulation, and it was talked about. I think the reason that you don't hear so much about maybe the mid or the post-tribulation is because there's, to me, and kind of the the environment and the atmosphere that I'm hearing in the church today is that there's more of an ignoring the rapture, of, this, of not talking about it. Uh, there are pastors that more that I talk to or I hear that um, they don't even believe there is a rapture or it's not important to talk about uh, the return of the Lord, the end time events. Um, Let's not bother the people with it. So it's unfortunate that not all churches, but there's more churches today, I believe, that say we're not going to talk about the return of the Lord. We're not going to talk about end time events. So the culture has changed in the church to where um, I think that the ones who are willing to talk about it are the ones that perhaps have a stance for for uh, pre-tribulation rapture. Um, that's kind of my guess on that. Um, I have a real heart to pass along to the people um, that we, you know, to make sure that we understand the scriptures and discerning the times in which we're living in. And one of the things that it made me do, though, 20 years ago, when you heard more about mid-trib or post-trib, is I had to really settle in my heart, what is it that I believe? Not just because um, other pastors that I admire um, taught on it, but I needed to search for myself. And the more that I search, the more I'm convinced that uh, I believe that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. And there's a number of reasons for that, because of the doctrine of imminent return. Jesus said, I come at a time that you do not expect. Um, I come at an hour that you do not know. That's why there's a continued and repeated warning that we are to be watching and waiting and to occupy till he comes, because I come at a time that you do not know. That doesn't fit into the mid or post-trib. Um, thought, because when the tribulation period begins, 
that period of time that's given to us in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 through 19, those events are, are spelled out to us, and we know what's going to happen in the middle of the tribulation period. We know what's going to take place at the end of the tribulation, and that's the second coming of Jesus Christ. But we also know the promise that was given to us to the Church of Philadelphia in the book of Revelation, chapter 3. And I believe that's a promise for us. And as Jesus is writing that letter to or to the faithful church, he says to them um, that because you have kept my command to preserve, I also will keep you from the hour of trial or tribulation, which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. I think that's the specific promise that he said he's going to keep us from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. Um, There's only one time when there's going to be tribulation that's going to come upon the whole earth, um, and that is the tribulation period. He said, I'm going to keep you from it. And literally in the Greek, it means to keep you out of and away from. Not that he's going to keep us through it, but he's going to keep us out of it. So uh, there's different reasons as well what I believe um, that um, that we're going to be raptured before that seven-year period. Um, and it's going to be a period where there's going to be tribulation saints and believers, but the focus is really going to be on Israel. And you can see that and particularly um, uh, see the emphasis of that when you go into the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, um, that for that final week concerning your people and your holy city, Daniel, and uh, and we're going to see that God is going to take them through uh, the fire, Jacob's trouble, and at the end, their eyes are going to be opened up, and there will be a national restoration. But um, that's some of the reasons why I believe that the church is going to be raptured. But I think one of the reasons why you hear more pre-tribulation is because um, we're the ones that are willing to talk about it, maybe, perhaps. Um, not not in every church. Some pastors hold to a post-tribulation, and they'll talk about it or mid. Uh, but you just don't hear much about the rapture of the church today. I agree. I agree. Well, I appreciate your explanation. That helped me out a lot. And I thank you guys for being on there. I listen to you almost every day driving home. You bet. You bet. And we'll be here, and thanks for calling. Appreciate it. You're a good blessing to us, and we thank you so much. God's blessing to all of you. Thank you, Tracy. 303-690-3000. We got some open lines. Love to to just... um, encourage you and and talk with you and and um, you know one of the things is uh, we can still have fellowship if we disagree on the rapture um, but I really teach that we're to be looking and we are to be waiting and um, and you know for the return of the Lord and John says that he who has this hope that is to see the Lord purifies himself it has a purifying effect on our lives. And if we really believe that perhaps maybe today, we don't know the day or the hour, uh, that the Lord can come for us, for the church, and besides, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. It has a purifying effect on our lives. And to be discerning in the days in which we are living in, because we see the signs around us, and um, we see that uh, Israel's on the scene. We live in very unique times. For the first time in nearly 2,000 years, that we see that the church and Israel is on the scene, and, and God has a plan for the church and has a plan for Israel, and uh, all of salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ, whether Jew or Gentile. But he has a plan for the church, 
and that is to take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. The call-in number, the text line is 720-336-0897. So let's see where we're at. And let's go to Pat in Greeley. Hey, Hi, Pastor Pat. Jeff. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Pastor. Pastor, I heard on the news this morning, Fox News, that um, the floor of the House has new uh, gender rules. Uh, the, the Democrats put forward some new gender rules for the floor of Congress. And instead of saying that he or she, they're going to say they and them. But they also said when the opening prayer ends, they're going to say amen and a woman. Mm. I, I wonder, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering your, just your comments on that, or at least to make everyone know that that's not what it means. But Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And, you know, Pat, I, I saw the article— uh, whoever stood up in the house and prayed, I don't know if it's one of the members or one of the members that is, um, uh, you know, ordained pastor or reverend or whatever, but he ended the prayer by saying a man and then a woman. And I thought it was so ridiculous. I, I didn't even finish reading the article. And, um, and, and then people talking about, you know, gender, um, you know, specific terms and, and the rules to, you know, all of that to remove gender specific words uh, and all of this. And it just like it just shows the craziness of where we're at. Um, I believe it was a Missouri representative that said a woman um, prayer. What makes it so ridiculous, Pat, as you know, that amen means so be it. Um, it, It's been used um, in prayer for thousands of years. Uh, it has nothing to do with gender, <laughs> and to say a man and then a woman completely um, is such a gross misunderstanding of what the word means. And so, this is the craziness that you know we're going to continue to see. I believe as we get closer to the Lord, and um, and amen, so be it. Um, and you see it throughout the scriptures. You see it in the Book of Revelation. And, uh, you know, we're, um, they, the angel said, Amen. Um, and uh, it's just, I, I don't know how to comment on it. What do you say about something that's so foolish? But professing to be wise, they become fools, is what uh, the psalmist writes. And sometimes in all that worldly wisdom, you really see the craziness of it. You see the um, how far uh, it is from uh, really just... Uh, common sense logic and that's i think we're going to see more of it and we as christians we need to be praying and we need to continue to just uh, speak the truth in those areas eight hours since i heard it and i am still speechless i i i don't <laughs> i don't know how to respond to it it's well yeah it's, and what scares me yeah. more than what he said is the lack of understanding of yeah how how could someone how can people be in that position and have this lack of understanding when something has been around so long and I I don't know Pastor uh, well and and here's the thing Pat 
that you're bringing up because I read that and I think, you know, you just kind of slap your forehead and you think, you know, where are we headed, you know, and how, how can we reach this point? But a couple things, Pat, to remember. Uh, otherwise, our heads are going to explode um, as we continue to move forward. Number one, that we need to understand that we are in perilous times. And Paul warned about that. And that's why I just got through saying, and what I repeat in saying, is we need to be discerning in the days in which we're living in. It's critical for us as Christians. So we we need to understand that we're going to see these things. We're going to read these things. And if we don't keep a biblical perspective on things, we will get very, like you said, how do you respond to it? We get angry. We get concerned. Paul said that in the last days there will be perilous times. And he goes on and he says, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. And he goes on to say, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Those are the days in which we are living in. And then some of the last words of Paul, he goes on to say that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires because they have itchy ears, they will heap up from themselves teachers. They will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. We're seeing that day today. Uh, Paul would write to Timothy that in the latter times, that there will be those who will be given over to, you know, uh, to giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons and speaking lies and hypocrisy. We're in the latter days. We're seeing that happen. So that helps me keep a perspective of. The Lord warned that these things would happen, and how does he tell us to respond to that? Well, he says that is very important. As he says, evil men and imposters are going to grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But he said this, Pat, and this is where we got to, to, to just trust in him and rest in him, is that you must continue in the things that you have learned and been assured of, knowing from where you, you have learned them from. And from childhood, having known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Pat, we got to continue with the Word of God and continue learning and being a voice of truth to others because God wants to use that. And for me, it's where am I going to keep my focus, on all the craziness, or am I going to— and, and we want to be informed, and we're going to see those things, and we're going to read about these things in our nation and in our culture— but we must continue in the scriptures and pray, Lord, how it is that I can share that with others, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I'll tell you, Pat, I think people are really hungry right now. They're really hungry right now. We're seeing that. And they want to know what the Word of God has to say. Uh, They want to know where things are headed. And we have the opportunity to give them the truth. Amen? Amen. Pastor, excellent scripture references and excellent advice. We got to keep our uh, feet on the path, and we just got to move forward. Uh, it shouldn't surprise us what we're seeing. It's not like we haven't been told. Yeah, and we're told in scripture it's perilous times. But and Pat, here's the thing: we are here for such a time as this. And for one, you know, one moment I can be so frustrated and. But the next moment, I think, Lord, we are in days where we are seeing these events that you spoke of that point to your soon return. And what did Jesus say? 
that when you begin to see these things come to pass and look up for your redemption draws near. So we can rejoice because there's a glorious plan that is unfolding, but we also weep as well like Jeremiah did that I spoke of to see this happening because we don't want to see it happening. We love our country. You know, we love people and we weep when we see that they're involved in those things that are just um, not of God, that's going to hurt them, that's going to lead them down a path of destruction. So much. That was excellent. That whole, all the reference scriptures you did and and just that, that thought right there, that's encouraging. All right. Thanks, Pat. Take care. Appreciate it when you call. Hey, we're going to be right back. Give me a call. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. We're going to be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs from Calvary Chapel Greeley. So glad to be with you on this evening. And um, as we've entered into a new year, uh, the days are starting to get just a little bit longer. Matter of fact, I think starting today, that the sunlight's one minute longer. We'll take all the sunlight we can get, right? Uh, but uh, as we move forward, we find ourselves in the middle of winter, and it can be a time where uh, it's gray, it's uh, cold. Uh, the cold winds are blowing today in Colorado, and uh, maybe you have the the winds of adversity that are blowing, and maybe you feel cold in your heart. We want to encourage you. We want to bless you any way that we can. So give me a call. we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Also, you can text in a question or a prayer request, 720-336-0897 is that text line. No one will answer. You can text in. Be safe when you text. But love to just go to the text line as we have some time. But uh, we're going to go to the phone lines in just a minute. Grab one of those open lines. we got plenty of time to have a conversation, to answer your questions, or to pray for you, and um, and uh, we desire to do that. We desire to bless you in any way that we can. Pray you're doing well. Maybe you're on your way home from work. Maybe you're with the kids um, and uh, doing some activities. Maybe you're finishing up at work. If you got a chance, give me a call at 303-690-3000, and uh, love to talk with you on the air. Um, one thing that um, I just want to pass along real quick before we go to the phone lines again is check us out at calvarychapelgreeley.org or uh, in-person services on Sunday morning, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock going through Matthew's Gospel. Incredible study. Love to have you come. We have children's ministry at all three of those services. Middle schoolers meet at 9, 30, and 11. Uh, and uh, love to have you come out. Also, starting next week, we're going to start back up our young adults uh, I know that uh, kids are going to be coming in. I call them kids or young adults uh, that are going to UNC, starting back up at Ames Community College here in Greeley. If you're in this area, and even if you don't go to, to school, but young adults, college age 18 to 26 on Friday nights, 7 o'clock. And I point that out because our young people are really longing for fellowship, and it's been hard for them 
to be out of school, to be doing online. We are going to pray as we have time today for kids getting back to school. Uh, But we have youth groups that meet during the week. We have young adults. We had a lot of young adults coming uh, last fall. And uh, so I would encourage you in that. If you're in that college age group, come starting a week from this Friday. I believe it is on the 15th of January, uh, that 7 o'clock here at the church. Check us out. Um, all the information that is there, calvarychapelgreeley.org for service times, location, everything that you need. And we'd love to meet you and serve you and your family in any way that we can. 303-690-3000. Also, we have a new uh, radio time as well. We we are still on at 3.30 on Grace FM, uh, right before Calvary Live, but at uh, 8.30 in the morning, you can catch our uh, radio program under the fig tree. And then also a lot of people have been asking about, I do a prophecy update every New Year's Eve. You can pick up that study, listen to that study online uh, on our media section, calvarychapelgreeley.org. It's a message that was entitled, Don't Be Troubled. And I think you'll be very blessed by it, very encouraged by it. So New Year's Eve, prophecy update, Don't Be Troubled, calvarychapelgreeley.org. Still got a couple open lines. Grab one of those lines. You got a question. Uh, you got a prayer request. Love to talk with you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. In the meantime, let's go to Ethan in Colorado Springs. Hi, Ethan. Hello. Ethan. Uh, yes, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks are for you? holding. I, I'm doing good. Ready for another year. How about you? Yeah, just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping for the best. We're praying for the best, you know, yes, and uh, the Lord's with us. So I appreciate you calling. Yeah, thanks for uh, taking my call. You bet. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I believe it was yesterday I was talking with a coworker and a friend of mine, um, just kind of getting his opinion on uh, religion. Um and uh, he brought up an interesting question that um, I've also had myself, uh, and that is kind of the uh, geographic nature of religions. Um, so, for example, if in India, the primary religion is Hindu. Um, in right. Asia, you're going to have some folk religions. In Buddhism, Middle East, you're right. going to have um, Islam or um, a couple other uh, religions in there. Um, right. So it's just more like it seemed to him and then kind of on the surface that wherever you're born is going to kind of be where you fall into your religion. Um, and just kind of, I was wondering what your personal thoughts were on that. And, uh, if there is any biblical reference to kind of, yeah. Um, interpret what happens to those people who believe in a creator. Um, but obviously not Christianity who says the only way, um, to heaven is through, Jesus. Yeah. Um. yeah, and you know, that's one of the things that people will ask is what about the person that's in Mongolia or the person that is yeah, in North Korea, um, the person that's in uh, Saudi Arabia that never heard of Jesus? We do know that Jesus is our salvation. Um, first of all, Jesus said that um, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. That's a, a very powerful statement. He said, I am the way, not a way. But we also know that um, that God is a just God, 
And so what about the person that never heard the gospel? Well, um, we have to trust that God is just, um, that we know that Romans chapter 1 talks about that uh, the person who creation uh, testifies that there is a creator, a God, so no one is without excuse, and we got to leave it at that. With knowledge comes responsibility. Because, you know, in the, you know, um, in the Far East, you know, a lot of Hindus, in uh, Eastern mysticism, Taoism, uh, Buddhism, Hinduism, all those religions. Um, and then you have in the Middle East, Islam. And that's why Jesus said, go to all the nations and preach the gospel. And it's interesting that um, I, I've never done an in-depth study on how those you know uh, religions became uh, very much entrenched in those cultures. We know that when the 12 apostles went out, as Jesus gave that command, that you be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. For example, I believe Thomas, as you study him, uh, doubting Thomas, you know, in the scriptures, he went up as far as India. You have some of the others that went to Iran, Persia, um, and in the Middle East, some that went to Northern Africa. We know that Paul the Apostle took the gospel throughout the known world at that time. So over time, over history, as you said, that, um, you know, the the different religions began to make its way and has been a pol- part of the culture for a long, long time. That's why we, we send missionaries into those nations and, um, and across the world. Um, so that's that perspective. But you know what's interesting, Ethan? Do you know where the fastest-growing church is today? I believe it's in Asia, China. It, it's No, it's it used to be, but it's in Iran right now. And right now, it's interesting that um, you hear testimonies of different missionary groups and the church in Iran that many are coming to Christ in Iran. And so the church is growing, and, it, and it's amazing uh, what God is doing, that many Muslims are coming to the Lord. And what is interesting, too, Ethan, as you look at Scripture, like, for example, uh, after the uh, Battle of Ezekiel 38 and 39, that it, it tells us that, um, that it's going to be a testimony to those nations, that they may know that I am the Lord, is what the Lord says after that battle. Uh, because they're going to see that he's real. Uh, that was the message given to Pharaoh. You know, uh, you know Moses, I'm going to uh, do this work. I'm going to free my people that the other nations may know that I am true, that I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and I am the true God. So God has a way of his testimony throughout different cultures in different ways and through missionaries. And, um, and but... Uh, we just need to pray that the gospel will be opened up, but with with you know knowledge comes responsibility, and God is a just God, and He's going to deal justly uh, with whoever, whether they've heard the gospel or not. And I just got to leave it there. Um, in the Book of Revelation, right before the second coming of Jesus Christ, we are all heard in heaven saying, "Righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord." Righteous and true are your decisions. We're not going to be up there going, that wasn't fair, or that's not right, or how come this and that. We will all agree together, righteous and true are your judgments. And we just got to leave that in the Lord's hands. 
Yes, sir. I, I was actually wondering as well if um, I can't remember the exact verse, but it talks about how God knows the heart of each man, woman, and child. Um, I was wondering if that is applicable, that he can kind of see past um, the intentions of the heart that we don't see on the surface. Yeah, and the Book of Romans talks about creation as a testimony to us in conscience uh, in chapter 2 of Romans that is also uh, a testimony to us. Paul wrote to Timothy in um, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I believe. He says, the Lord knows who are his. Um, so there is, you know, creation that testifies so that no one is without excuse, um, that there is a creator and then our conscience within us as well. And that's where we got to leave it. And that's where God is a just God. He knows the intents of the heart. Solomon, when he was praying for the dedication of the first temple, he would say that, Lord, you're the one that truly knows the heart. You're the one that truly knows the heart. Um, And he's the one that truly does. And salvation is, uh, and judgment is in, you know, something that he is, um, you know, we leave it in his hands. And he's the one that can do it perfectly just and right. And, um, And I trust in that. Yes, I believe that's a a good answer, and uh, thank you for talking with me about it. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, Ethan. Thank you. Bye. All right. Have a good year. Okay, call back. Good questions. Good questions. And, you know, and these are uh, things that we wonder, and we we have to put it in the hands of the Lord and trust in the Lord. Uh, One day we're all going to say together, righteous and true are your judgments, O Lord, and he is the righteous judge. He's the only one that can judge uh, justly and righteously, perfectly. And, uh, and I can just, um, you know, just trust in that. But one of the things sometimes people will say, well, what about the person who doesn't believe or never heard of the gospel? And um, sometimes they'll say that, not always, some, in, um, but sometimes people will say that to you and to me to try to divert, um, you know, where they're at. And, and I will sometimes say to them, you know, where are you at? Because here is the gospel. You've heard the gospel. So what are you going to do with it? You've heard it. And hearing the gospel, you have a choice that you need to make now. So I always kind of bring it back to what about you personally? Um, and you've heard the gospel. Now you have a responsibility and, and an opportunity to respond to it. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to talk with you. Let's continue with the phone calls. Uh, uh, Rola in Philadelphia. Yes, I, how, do you, how do you say your name? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Ariola. So it's A. Ariola. Yes. Okay. Ariola. So, yeah, my question is how do I know if I have a call of God? What are the things that I'm going to experience? What are the signs? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to hear voice like God talking to me every day? I don't know. I'm so confused. Yeah. And you know what? God doesn't want you to be confused with your calling, uh, what he puts on your heart. Um, He's not a God of confusion. Sometimes we wonder how it's all going to work out. And um, and so, you know, for me, um, when he called me to be a pastor, um, Eliola, uh, it wasn't that all of a sudden, you know, there was fireworks in the sky and this audible voice, you're going to be a pastor. He just worked in me and in my heart. 
and he began to stir my heart. Um, he gave me the gift of teaching, and it really stirred my heart to to teach the Word of God, and then he gave me opportunity for that. So it's really just walking with him one day at a time, one step at a time, um, you know, the gifts that he gives to you. I think it's very important to understand the spiritual gift that you have. Uh, is it teaching? Is it helps? Is it uh, whatever it might be? So you can serve in the body of Christ in the way that he's gifted you. And then just pray, Lord, give me the opportunities. You're the one that opens doors that no man closes. You close doors that no man uh, opens. Lord, you do the work. And um, it wasn't like the Lord said, okay, in six months, you're going to be doing this a year from now. He said, one day at a time, Jeff. And he opened those doors when it needed to be open. And I knew that it was from the Lord. He gave me peace. There was excitement there. And it's that way. That's the wonderful thing. Um, uh, about being a Christian is he guides us. He gives us a peace that rules in our hearts. That word rule means that he makes the call. And um, and he's the one that speaks to us in that still small voice. You know, I want you to do this. I want you to go there. I, I want you to serve here. I want you to use your gifts in, in this opportunity. And so it is really a day at a time just walking with the Lord following after the Lord, knowing him, staying close to him. And sometimes, you know, I, I think, Lord, do you want me to move in this direction in, in ministry? And I wait for him to just speak to me and guide me. And sometimes the Lord says, come back and see me tomorrow. <laughs> and and we'll sort it through. And it's just trusting in him. And that's it's quite a venture of faith, just living day by day and moment by moment looking to him and allowing him to just prompt your heart and speak to your heart. And, you know, through the scriptures too, he'll guide you as well. Right. Right. So with me uh, planning to go to Bible college, you think that will help a little bit? Oh yeah. You know, if you go to Bible college, one of the things that, first of all, you go to Bible college, you're going to, in a good Bible college, that's going to teach you the scriptures. You're going to know him. And, um, and I think that's a great opportunity to just be able to go and to know him and to keep growing in the knowledge of the Lord and in his grace and love. And he's going to speak to you and he's going to guide you. And uh, so um, certainly I think that's a, uh, something that is worth considering as you're just praying about, Lord, the call of God on my life. And um, I, you, obviously you're feeling a sense that the Lord is leading you into something, and he's calling you into something, and he's going to get you there, okay? okay he's uh, going to get you there. You just okay. trust in him and rest in him, and a day at a time, you don't have to fret, you don't have to struggle, you don't have to strain, you don't have mm -hmm. to try to make something happen. I'm mm -hmm. the most least likely person to be on mm -hmm. this mic, wow. to be ministering. I really am. Um, I was, you know... Uh, he chooses the foolish things of the world and the weak things of the world and the things that are not to bring to not the things that are that no man glories in his presence. And if he can use me, he can use anybody that's out there listening. And that's the glorious thing about our Lord. He wants to use us and his eyes go to and fro across the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. And it was Jesus that said to the disciples, pray, for laborers that go out into the harvest. There is a harvest that is out there. 
and he desires to use us and do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So I'd love to pray with you and pray for you as you're just seeking the Lord on these things. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes. I pray, Father, for my sister Ariola. I just pray that uh, as she's seeking the... um, perhaps going to Bible school and um, and serving with her gifts. Um, Lord, whatever it might be, that you would just continue to speak to her day by day um, in that still small voice, giving her a peace that rules in her heart. Lord, just prompting her. And Lord, that she would just trust in you, that you'll get her there. And Lord, that you would open doors that no man shuts and you shut doors that no man can open. And Lord, that you would bless her. And Lord, that you would just, um, Lord, she doesn't have to be confused, but to wait. And as she waits, you promise that you will speak to those who wait on you. You will be good to those who wait on you. You will strengthen those who wait on you. So I pray that you would do that with my sister here. And Lord, that you would use her in the way that you desire. Make it clear to her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to call you. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for calling, and I appreciate it. And yes, um, and call us back. Let us know how things are going. Okay. Okay, I will, sir. I will. Thank you very much. Good night. You, you bet. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. You know that's one of the biggest questions that I get. Um, is how do I know God's will for uh, my life, and it is seeking Him. And I just want to encourage you because it's a new year right now. It's a new year, and perhaps you are praying about, Lord, how can I serve? And one of the things on Sunday is I just reminded the people, and we kind of been out of sync a little bit, haven't we, uh, whether we go to church or not because of this whole COVID thing. And as people are coming back, listen, God wants to use you, and he wants to use you where you're planted. He, he, he wants to gift you and, and seek him. Lord, how is it that I can serve? How is it that I can serve you? What do you have for me? And I'll tell you, it is so glorious. It's such a great joy to just serve the Lord. Um, It is a great joy to just let him do the work that he wants to do. And he will take you further than you ever thought he would. He will do things that you never thought that. He's just so good and he's so faithful. And one of the things that, um, that... in Jeremiah, I was talking to the staff today uh, about it, that this is a, a verse that maybe some of you are familiar with, uh, but I read it and reminded the, the staff once again as we enter into a new year um, that the Lord says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And he will show us great and mighty things. He didn't say, I will give you great and mighty things. There's some I've heard that said, God's going to, you know, have you win the lottery and all this stuff? He said, I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. And he desires to do that and to give us real purpose. And And I look back, uh, I mentioned yesterday uh, that it was 25 years ago uh, on January 4th that Sue and I loaded up our two small kids and we came up to Greeley to start Calvary Chapel. And we knew nothing about nothing. And we started a home fellowship two weeks later in our home. We didn't know if anybody was going to come. We were just excited. Nobody told us we couldn't do it. And all we had was the Bible. 
and a stool to sit on. And I went to the music store and bought a $300 guitar. That's all we had. And ever since then, we've been trusting the Lord in this venture of faith. And 25 years later, just what he has done and allowed us to do, we see it as a great privilege, a great joy. It hasn't always been easy. Uh, At times, it's been difficult. And this last year was a difficult season with all the uncertainty and things like that. But we always see the faithfulness of God. And he desires to use you. And he desires to minister through you wherever you're planted in your ministry. Listen. Is just as important in anybody else's ministry. So seek him this year, how you might be used of the Lord and what he might have you to do. Well, we got a little bit of time. Let's go to Mike in Westminster. Hey, how Pastor, you doing, thanks Mike? for your time. I'll make you it bet. quick. I know we're running out of time here. but uh, So I had a discussion with my supervisor today, and he has made some requests that he wants me to work some additional days. So currently I work just Monday through Friday, but he made a request that I work some late nights, and also um, some weekend days. And to, the reason that he requested me to do this doesn't really seem to bring value to what I do. Um, and it's not really the schedule I agreed to. And, and it's important for me, my son's getting into sports, and a lot of the sports I coach um, that are on Saturday, and it's important for me to be there for those things and, and to support him right. in that. Um, and then on Sunday, obviously, is the day that I recognize as like the Sabbath, and I go to church, and I try to rest that day. Um, right. and so I don't know if I'm using my, um, my moral beliefs as a crutch to, you know, not do something over the weekend work related, or if I, you know, am making sense with wanting to stand my ground on hey Saturday is my family time and Sunday is, you know, my time to be with the Lord and to rest. And, uh, so I just wanted to get your perspective on if I'm yeah. an unreasonable employee or if you think I'm kind of on the right path. No, I don't think you're being unreasonable because a lot of us have to make that decision, especially in the culture in which we're living in. It used to be 20, 30 years ago, people didn't really work on on weekends, you know, nurses and and first responders. uh, But more and more, everything's open 24-7. And there's more of a demand on Christians to work on Sundays and to work on weekends. And that's a decision that every Christian has to make, whether they, you know, are willing to do that Or, you know, to say that my priority is what I'm hearing from you is that me and my family, we're going to be in church. And it reminds me of what Joshua said. Joshua said, choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And so those are things, um, you know, and there's different things, you know, you can ask, can your employer require you to work on the Sabbath, you know, um, different laws and stuff like that. But the thing is, you've got a decision that you got to make whether, you know, this is the priority and I'm going to stand firm. And, and I know that, um, that, you know, you're going to make that decision and the Lord will give you a peace that rules in your heart. That word rule means he makes the call. And, um, and, you know, you got to weigh that between this job is how you provide for your family and I've known people that have said, and, and I'm not saying this to tell you what to do, but I've known people that said, you know, I just said, Sunday's important. We go to church as a family, and that's a priority with me. And the Lord honored that. And the Lord will honor you as you do what he's calling you to do and that he's given you a peace that rules in your heart to do. And I don't think you're being unreasonable. 
you know, I raised four kids and it was important to spend time with them and to do things with them and activities with them. That's part of, 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 you know, being a dad and, and that's a priority with you. It isn't just work, work, work. And then being in church together. And I think those are very honorable things to tell you the truth, Mike. And I think the Lord will guide you and he's going to honor that. No, I, I appreciate that because I feel like that's what he's put on my heart because the culture of the environment that I work at is very much like work 60-hour weeks, work all the time. And if you don't seem to be on that level, then you look like you're selfish or uncommitted. And, uh, you know, I've always told myself that God and my family will always be a priority higher than my employer. Um, but yeah. at the same time, I know the Bible also says, you know, if someone asks you to go a mile, go two with them. And so I don't know. I didn't know if maybe I was being unreasonable and not, well, you know, kind of going that. Yeah. And I think you're being, being, and the thing, Mike, too, you know, to think about, you know, my kids played sports, but the sports, you know, and you do it as an activity and, and that's important to your family. And, and I don't want to diminish that, but your priority you spoke of Sunday is, you know, none of those things, the activities, the hobbies, I love doing things. I love going out fly fishing should never, you know, replace that in be in church. So, Mike, I just pray that, Father, you would bless him, give him guidance and direction in this decision. In Jesus' name, you hear the music. Be praying for you, Mike. Let us know how it goes. God bless you, everyone. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.